So uh, my talk this evening, um, the title of it is, <clears throat> And What Has This Got to Do with the Price of Fish in the Market? <laughs> Some of you may have heard that saying before. Is one that I used to ask myself regularly at work. So um, I work at the moment at the University of Bristol. I'm a researcher. My research topic explores the well-being of female students, young people in Africa. I work remotely from home most of the time, and so I'm alone at home a lot of the time. My role involves lots of reading and writing, reading books, reading academic papers, reading theoretical stuff, making funding applications, meetings, and stuff like that. And as far as I recall, there was nothing, there was nothing about God in any of the work tasks that I've just listed. And uh, so, for example, I'd be reading something relevant to my research or in a meeting at work, and, you know, people are talking or I'm reading this and I'm thinking to myself, what does this have to do with the price of fish in the market? How does all this, whatever he or she is saying, affect the students, the young people, the girls in my research? How does it impact on their lives in real practical terms, not just on paper, not just in these boring meetings? How do I translate this into real, real life? Okay? Mind you, never occurred to me to pray about any of this or even to think of God at work. <laughs> never occurred to me to ask God, Okay, yes, Lord, what does he have to do with pressure vision market? Never. Uh, but somehow, something happened. So first, I'll give you the background story. And I've talked about fish, right? You may notice a fishy theme going on here. <laughs> Bear with me. <laughs> so when I first came to faith many, many years ago, I heard a talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Like the one Tim gave last week in the morning service. And I remember specifically asking and praying, asking God and praying for the gift of faith. I love that gift. I just thought, you know, no matter what happens to you in life, God is there. You know? And thankfully, I received that gift. Thank God. However, there's another one. <laughs> now, I would say here that God is the giver of gifts. They are his. Okay? Um, and so, and he's sovereign. So he can do whatever he wants. He can give you what you've asked for and he could, he could give you something you didn't ask for. The gift I did not ask for was the gift of healing. I didn't ask for it. <laughs> but fortunately or unfortunately, I got, I got that one as well. And what do I do when I think God is calling me or asking me to do something that I don't want to do? Jonah. Fish. I run, <laughs> and I run very, very fast in the opposite direction. Now, the first test of this gift came at work, funny enough. Back in 2006, I was managing a group of after-school clubs. I lived in London at the time, and one day at one of the clubs, uh, my deputy manager mentioned to me that she had earache. <clears throat> and as you do, I acknowledge that. I'm like, oh... So sorry to hear that, and have you taken any painkillers and all the rest of it? And, you know, get well soon and all that. 
end of. And then got to the end of my shift and I left the building. And as I got to the car park, I heard a voice, well, not an audible voice, but I felt a strong nudge saying to me, go back in and pray with her. And I was like, who? <laughs> like, me? <laughs> like, no way, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not, no, 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 that's not me. You know, and I'm like, oh, I'll pray with her. I'll pray for her when I get home. So I get into the car. And I hear, hear this again very strongly. Go back and pray with her. And so I do the second thing that I normally do when I think God is asking me to do something. After the Jonah thing, I do the Gideon test. And I ask loads and loads of questions. So I'm like, this time I'm like, really? Me? Go back in and pray with her. Why me? Are you sure? Is this really you? Or is it my mind talking? <laughs> and I'm like... What if she say, what if it doesn't work? What if she says no? She's not a Christian. She doesn't believe in all this pray with her matter. So, you know, all those questions. Asked all of them, no answers came. So I left my stuff in the car and I go back in and I call her, Jane, could you come to the kitchen for a few minutes? And she comes into the kitchen and I said to her, can I pray with you about your earache? And she looks really surprised and I'm very embarrassed. And then she said, yeah, why not? Go ahead. And then I said, can I hold your hand while I'm praying? (laughs) So awkward. (laughs) And she went, yeah, shrugs, yeah, whatever. (laughs) So I take her hand and I start praying. And in the middle of the prayer, as you do, I peep and she's there staring at me. So you can imagine the fear, the panic and all that. But you know, I carried on and I finished. And then I mumbled something. I said something like, oh Jane, you know what, when you get home, you know, um, if you, if you have a little bit of oil, it doesn't matter what kind of oil, just pop it into the air and all that, you know, and all that. And then I ran away. <laughs> ran out there as fast as I could. And lo and behold, the next day Jane calls me and she's like, guess what? My ear is better. And the pain is gone and all that. I'm like, wow, okay, cool. Well done. Now, did that give me any more confidence with this gift? Nope. In fact, over the years after that, I still ran away as fast as I could, as much as I could. The few times that I did pray with people for physical healing, sometimes they did get better, sometimes not. Or at least not as I thought they should. But I was never, ever comfortable doing it. Now, fast forward to 2016. I'd been living in Bristol for two years at the time. I was attending this church, community church. And at church, there'd been a couple of announcements um, about the hospital (laughs) chaplaincy group (laughs) and how they needed more volunteers. Of course, I ignored the announcements. (laughs) Nothing to do with me. (laughs) Only for one Sunday... After church, Charles, <laughs> Charles came up to me from nowhere. They hadn't announced it that day, but Charles came up to me. And, you know, he doesn't know anything about me. He doesn't know my history, like I've just told you. And he says to me, oh, um, introduced himself, and he's like, um, we have a monthly uh, visit to the to South Mid Hospital 
you know, as part of the chaplaincy team, we volunteer there. Would you like to think about it and join, and, you know, would you like to come for a visit and then think about joining the team? And I'm like, and I looked at him, I'm like, who is this? (laughs) What's going on here? (laughs) I'm like, is this a sign or something? But you know what? The running had to stop. So I finally said yes to the Lord, and I joined the team. And one thing that struck me at the time was how patient God had been with me for 10 years or more. And I kept thinking, all the folks in the world, or wherever I was, at work, at home, family, friends, people I don't even know, that could have experienced God's healing during those 10 years if I hadn't been running away. I'm not going to say anything about him raising stones. That was a big thing for me as well. Because there's this thing in the Bible about, if I'm not doing it, God will raise stones. And I'm like, no, 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 God, don't don't use a stone to pray for someone. I'll do it. So anyway, COVID hits in 2020. We got letters from the hospital saying the chaplaincy services weren't going ahead anymore. To be honest, I felt relieved. But also uncertain. Because I was like, what does this mean? Does this mean the end of the gift? Has God taken it away? Was he sick and tired of me running away and saying no? But guess what? Um, Due to COVID, still asking the usual questions, what has this got to do with the price of sufficient in the market? I too went online and I started um, a series with um, a group of young female students in Nigeria. They were home at the time as well, and um, it was to do with personal development and well-being. And we met once a month. We discussed several topics about their own life experiences. There was no prayers or anything like that. It wasn't a Christian group. It was just a general one. And one of the participants in the group, after attending the first session, well, she, she didn't come for the first session, but she came for one of the sessions, So that was her first session. And she sent me a message privately saying um, she would like to, you know, get to know me better. You know, uh, she wanted me to become a mentor to her and all that. I was like, yeah, fine. And as we got to talk in our subsequent conversations, she shared with me that she nearly didn't attend that meeting because she had been feeling depressed and suicidal. But she was glad that she did because she said the discussions helped her to turn her life around and give her some hope. And then she said to me, Ziba, I know this is your job, but do you realize that what you're really doing is healing people's lives? Thank you, she says. God used you to heal my mind. And that was when the penny dropped for me. Or maybe I should say, that was when the fish spat me out. (laughs) You know, the Jonah thing. (laughs) And I remember that wonderful Bible scripture, the verse in 3 John 1 verse 2, that says, I pray that you may enjoy good health. Some versions say prosper. And that all may go well with you. That you may succeed. Even as your soul your mind is getting along well and is prospering. So you remember my research topic, well-being? 
I now understand that it's in God's will that the people I talk to, the young women, young people, people at work, people in the boring meetings, that they receive healing from God. Not only physically, but also mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And I now know that through each, each interaction, each conversation, each boring meeting, each academic paper or book or whatever it is, I am blessed and I am humbled that God uses me to bring healing to minds and souls. That for me is God at work. And then the last thing I wanted to say is that if anyone feels that whatever it is you is work for you, wherever it is, whatever you're doing, if you feel like what does it ha- this have to do with the price of fish in the market? If you feel like it's useless or it's not, or God can't use it or whatever it is you feel, I just want to encourage you with this scripture in Joshua 1 verse 9, that the Lord will be with you wherever you go. Whatever you're doing, God is there. It's his gift, it's his work, it's his kingdom that comes down on earth through us. Thank you.